When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Racing live on TalkSport 2. MS Kennedy with you alongside Paddy Aspel as we preview the racing at Newcastle and looking ahead to the racing for the weekend as well. Delighted to say that I'm joined by one of the very best trainers in the business and a man who has been winning every major race uh, for the last few weeks, uh, for that matter as well. Dan Skelton, welcome to Racing Live on TalkSport 2. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's been a tremendous time for you, Dan. Um, the last few seasons have been electric, but the last couple of weeks in, in particular with Lamilos, Protectorat, uh, and at the weekend with Ashtown Lad too. When you're targeting these big Saturday races and that plan is coming off with your brother, no less, just how satisfactory is that with all the hard work that goes into it? Uh, it's brilliant. It's a hard thing to do to win those big races. You can set out with the best plans you have, but it's hard to get them to, you know, hard to get them to actually happen. And to think that they've happened, you know, four weekends in a row is just amazing. Really, we're pinching ourselves. But you know, the team work hard. I'm not saying that our team work any harder than any others. Everybody's working hard at it. Sometimes you get the rub of the green, and it appears that you know we're getting a bit of rub of the green. So. You know, we'll we'll accept that once it lasts because it doesn't last forever in sport. No, true enough indeed. Swings and roundabouts, but it has been uh, really a yeah. thing of beauty to the point that every major race now, you're just drawn to Dan Skelton's name. Who is Dan running uh, and, and what is the yeah. case for, for that horse? Uh, if I take you back to the Betfair Chase and Protectorat, I mean, that was a demolition job for all that a Plutard didn't quite fire, but you can only beat what's put in front of you and you did so amazingly well. As yeah. we get closer to the King George, has that come into the reckoning for you? No, it's not. I put him in the King George because I just thought, if, you know, you ended up getting a, a ridiculously cold spell or snow or whatever and, and, and Kempton was off. And, you know, I, they rearranged the fixture for New Year's Day at Cheltenham and I didn't have him in and he could go to Cheltenham. Then I'd been disappointed. So I, I've entered him as a precaution, but you know, the percentage chance of it, of it happening the way, that way would be very, very small. But that's why I put him in. He, he doesn't, I don't really want to go and run him right-handed in a decent ground, um, King George, because whilst he'd have a chance, of course he'd have a chance, you might unpick a bit of what you've put together. And, you know, I want to have a very smooth run between now and the Gold Cup if I can. Um, and, and, I, and I think that whilst, you know, I'm not, I'm not frightened to run him in a King George. I'm just not sure it'd be the right thing to do at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense, particularly when there is plenty of horses in that race who are specialist for that. Brave Man's Game comes to mind. That's His entire yeah. season basically revolves around that race. Uh, and who knows what the ground is going to be exactly. like either. Does that mean Cheltenham Trials Day would, would be his next race? That's right. That's where we want to go. We want to go there for the Cotswold Chase. Um, you know, and if that went well, fantastic. 
and you have a proper Gold Cup contender on your hands now. I mean, he, he went into the race as a, a live contender last year, but on the basis of what he's done at Haydock, he is a, a major player. Uh, is, is soft ground crucial to him for Cheltenham? Uh, I'd say good to, good to soft, soft would be, would be acceptable. Um, the softer, the better. I don't think we can. I don't think we can say that's not the case. I think the softer, the better. Um, if it was really soft, then yeah, I think it it enhanced. I mean, it enhanced chance even more. And physically, Dan, because he's still only seven, but he'll be eight by the time the spring festivals come around, which is the same age a Plutard yeah. was when he won the Gold Cup. Uh, and similarly, yeah. he'd been beaten in the race as a seven-year-old. So, have have you noticed yeah. much of a physical development in him and a change in him from the summer? Um, what? Yeah, I mean, I always felt that he was one in the one in that category that could improve because he'd had so few runs doing it. So, you know, he had one run over three miles and won the many clouds at Aintree before Christmas last year. His next run was in the Gold Cup, ran very well, finished third. His run after that, he was over the top at Aintree. So actually, really, it's only ever his third proper go at three miles at um, uh, Haydock. You know, so he, he's entitled to improve at the trip. He's the youngest, he's, you know, he's one of the youngest doing it, and he's also the least experienced doing it. Why? Why couldn't he be the improver? And I, and I, I don't think we've finished seeing, seeing the best of him yet. I think he's. I think he could still be improving. Yeah, I agree. That performance at Haydock was breathtaking, and that's what a Plutard had done the year before, and it worked out pretty damn well for him come Gold Cup day. So uh, I think you've got a, a major, major player that's got to be on on everyone's minds uh, come come the Gold Cup. Um, Ashtown Lad, of course, won the the Beecher Chase for you at the weekend. He didn't quite manage uh, the national trip in in the past um so when Aintree comes into mind is is, is stamina the the key issue for you with him in terms of planning his his next agenda because the grand national obviously comes into contention for any horse who wins the beacher but would the stamina yeah. trip be a little bit too much for him on the basis of his scottish national uh, I, I think there's a big question mark um there is a big big question mark we're going to try and we're going to try and get him ready for the coral trophy at um hey uh kempton at the end of february and then have him have him entered in the Grand National at least, and that'll tell us whether the, you know whether the Grand National is sensible or not. But yeah, I'm not I, I'm not obviously far from convinced about the trip for the Gold Cup at, at, for the Grand National at this point. But you have to give him an option. Um, if he didn't run in it, I think we'd run him in the top of him. I don't think a drop backing trip is a is a problem. Funnily enough, um, I'd love to run him in the Grand National one day. Of course I would. But I, what I don't want to do. I don't want to run him in a Grand National and get right to the bottom of him and never have the same horse again. So I think we've got a little bit, we've got plenty of time before we have to decide fully whether we're going to go in that race or not. Um, we will give him the option to do so and take a little bit of advice from what we've seen at um, uh, the, the race at Kempton. You know, if you go when and won the race at Kempton by five or six lengths, you think, crikey, we're going to have to go. So you know, we, we'll just wait for a little bit more information. And a definite Grand National contender, to my mind, is the Hennessy winner, or Coral Gold Cup, as it's now known, uh, Lemilos. That was a hugely impressive performance, especially beating the two David Pipe horses who, who look to be primed for the day, and this big race is still to come for them as well. Uh, is Aintree now the main target for your Hennessy winner? Yeah. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Um, he will work backwards from the Grand National. I, I can imagine us running in, perhaps it. Uh, Kelso, 
in that premier chase up there um, in the build-up to the Grand National, but I should imagine he'll be having one more run before the Grand National. Um, I'm just delighted with him, how he's uh, I'm delighted with how he stepped forward from Bangor, even though he won and carried a penalty. Um, you know, he coped with the penalty well. He's just he's just going he's just going the right way, and I think a little softer ground wouldn't wouldn't do him any harm. It will be slower in the Grand National for sure because they'll they'll ensure it's slower. Um, and obviously, we've got a long way to go there, four mile two. I don't think the trip is an issue. I think he'll keep binding. Um, we've just got to have him at his absolute best for the day. Yeah, Scirocco out of a King's Theatre mare. Stamina certainly shouldn't be an issue for him. Uh, he's unbeaten for you in, in two starts, five from nine over fences in total. Sky's the limit for this fellow. Yeah, he's, obviously, he is going the right way. You've got to say that. Um, and what I don't want to do is sort of find him not the right way. Um, and that's why I want to be cautious with him. At the end of the day, these horses, you know, they've all run, they've all won big races in the year. They can't have bad years. You know, they probably, they can't have bad careers. I mean, look what they've achieved. You know, they've achieved more, more in, you know, more in uh, one run than a lot of horses achieve in a lifetime. So they, they're, they're excellent horses and horses that we're very proud to have. And we don't need to sort of, we need to try and keep them up there rather than help them down the ladder. We want to try and keep them, you know, up the ladder and perhaps even progress a bit further. So, that's why you, we, we won't be sort of rushing back to run them quick. And, you know, we've got our eyes on the right prizes. And we've just got to prep them the best we can. A couple of horses to ask you about for the weekend. Uh, in the juvenile hurdle, you've got Maydef, uh, who was beaten by scriptwriter last time out. Um, how is his preparation coming along? It's gone well. He's, he's, he's a very tough, very tough customer. Um, I think it was a slow run race the last day, and that didn't suit him. A faster run race, and I think you'll see... Uh, you'll see a better horse, but he's getting loads of experience in these better juveniles now. I mean, he holds, you know, he holds, he holds, holds his own in them. You know, he's um, you know, he's definitely worth his place in any of these decent juveniles. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, and that's going to be a fascinating race. That's going to tell us more about the pecking order for the juveniles uh, at the weekend as well. Uh, you've got Jetplane entered, who was very impressive uh, in a handicap chase at, at Hereford last time out. We're going to see him on Saturday at Doncaster. You will, and obviously it's a massive, you know, massive step up in class. This is, but um, the race is cut up a little bit. He's got that good bit of experience under his belt. He jumps nicely. He sees out the trip well. What, you know, why shouldn't we be having a go? Uh, we know we're biting off a lot more than you would normally bite off on, you know, this time of year. But the race has, has, has allowed us to have a go. Um, he's in very good form at home. I've got no negatives. Third time, Lucky has had a, a wind up. Um, he was a, a bit, dis- well, very disappointing in the Halden Gold Cup, but that couldn't have been his true running uh, behind Green Teen and uh, and then at Ascot. Has the the wind surgery taken good effect ahead of his run at the weekend? I think so. I mean, look, he was a high class uh, novice chaser last year, obviously up behind Edward Stone on a couple of occasions. For whatever reason, it's just not been there yet this year. Um, you know, we, we, we continue to search for it. We will find it. It's out there. It's not like we're going to go a season without finding his form. <clears throat> but it, it's just not quite happened at the moment. Um, he's going to a track where he's run nicely in the past, one, two round there on decent ground. You know, there's a, there's a good few things in his favour. Whether he just goes now and jumps into form, it's kind of up to him a little bit. We've got him, we've got him in good form at home. We're looking after him. But it is just going to be a little bit about when he, he comes to form. Um, you know, he's had lots of racing over his, in his lifetime. That novice hurdle year, he had lots of races. He can take his racing. Um, but, you know, we might just be having to bear with him whilst 
you know, he, he literally gets his form back. But I can't have any negatives going into Saturday other than the ones that everyone's seen themselves. So I go there, you know, optimistic. Which is the best way to be going. He's he's way much better uh, than his last couple of runs, and um, uh, oh, I, yeah. I suspect we're going to see uh, an improved performance. Those wind ops tend to tend to work magic. Uh, just a couple of horses to ask you about before I, I let you go that we haven't actually seen much of uh, yet. Coogan's Bluff is one we're going to see in a bumper on Sunday, hopefully. Uh, a Westerner yeah. out of a Saddler's Wells mare. Um, what can you tell us about him? Tough horse. Works nicely. Um, I'd like to think he'd be a, a fair competitor in a bumper, but our bumper horses are not, you know, they, they wouldn't have the bumpers as the biggest day of their lives. Um, yeah. But he does go nicely. I think he's got a future of the game for sure. Uh, Itak Blue is a horse I'm very interested in. Uh, not entered for the weekend, but a horse I'm looking forward to seeing mm. soon. Uh, cost a, a right few quid and, and ran very well on debut behind Jet Powered at, at Newbury. What's the current plan with him? Um, I'll probably find him somewhere over Christmas or just after. He's only a four-year-old, so he's going to be five in a minute. I'm going to keep him to the better races. If he wins one, great. If he doesn't, you know, I've got him plenty of experience at the top level. Um, and, you know, he's a novice for next year. So I'll be aiming quite high with him. Uh, he's improved for his first run without any doubt, and that was a good run um, against a very good horse. But the winner that day was five. We were four. You can see the difference, yeah. and that's what we've just got to bear in mind a little. But this horse will make it. I've no, I've no sort of worries that this horse won't make it. He'll make it, all right. Yeah, a very shrewd friend of mine who, who knows the point-to-point score. Uh, Marks my card every season mentioned this fellow with a big asterisk beside his name uh, mm-hmm. as one to follow for the season. So you've given me even more confidence with Isaac Blue now. And, and one more to ask you about is a horse who's yet to, to run for you, uh, but whose who's debut I'm very much anticipating is Great Samurai. Um, it fell in a point-to-point, but um, how has he settled in at the Skelton Yard and any plans to run him soon? Yeah, he'll probably run next week, actually. He goes nicely. Yeah, Like you say, he fell, but he actually jumped the fence and sort of went astride and fell over. Um, he was just a bit novicey. He's done loads of jumping at home. He goes nicely. He's a big, strong horse by a great pretender. I would like to think he'll take high rank as a novice hurdle. Looking forward to those horses. Uh, that's Itak Blue. You're well, in, you're well informed, I can tell you that. <laughs> Listen, I got to try. We got to try and stay ahead of the game, Dan. We got it. I've got my moles in various different places, and uh, he'll be getting a nice little bonus now for the Christmas. Um, Over the Christmas period, Dan, final question for you: Which horse are you looking forward to unleashing most? If if the ground hung around, uh, if the ground hung around soft at Kempton, lacked the constants in the novice chase on the twenty seventh, I'd be really excited about him. But then, if it didn't dry, if it didn't rain at all on the same day, we would have Nuba Negra in the Desert Orchid chase. So. He'd be exciting. And he could be taking on Edward Stone, by the sounds of things. Yeah, Keeney did mention afterwards he may, he may go there. I don't know if that's still in the plan, but um, yeah, I'd be, uh, I'm very happy with Nube Negra at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, and I would ignore Nube Negra at your peril because he's a damn good racehorse. And Edward Stone was due to take him on at the open meeting at Cheltenham and skipped it. So that clash will hopefully happen. Uh, over the Christmas at Kempton. That'll be fascinating. And Lacta Constance was the, the novice chaser you mentioned who was hugely yeah. impressive at Kempton. Lacta Constance, definitely a very exciting horse as well. You've got so much exciting horses still to come, never mind the ones you've run. So the Dan Skelton rivals are going to be panicking that little bit more, Dan. Uh, best of luck for the weekend and best of luck for the Christmas as well. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much.
And our live racing continues from Newcastle on Racing Live on TalkSport 2. That's next.